Kush and Kai. Twice a month, the Kahuna Kids come together to talk movies. Kush and Kai. If it's fantastical, controversial, or just stupid fun, Kush and Kai talk about it in detail. Like and follow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kush and Kai. Kushandkai.com. Part of the Bosley.net. Hi, this is Jenny Powell, and my new podcast, Brazen Conscious and Contagious, is now available on thebosley.net. When I was asked to do this podcast, it was important for me to be able to reach people on a very basic human level, which for me means I'm doing this work too. So anything to do with change, anything that has to do with inviting wellness into our lives, I wanted it to be available in a way that others knew that they weren't alone in this process. That just because what makes us teachers in this life doesn't mean that we arrived well and ready to teach. We actually had our own unique process in going through these steps in life. So it is my honor and my privilege to not only share the things that I have learned and discovered within myself, but also have had the privilege to have this information passed down to me and readily available to share with the rest of the world. So I thank you so much for listening. And to catch my new episodes every other Monday, they're available on major podcasts and are found including on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to connect with you on Brazen, Conscious, and Contagious exclusively through the Bosley.net. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Kush and Kai. I'm Kai. I'm Kush. What's good, y'all? Oh, a microdose, a healing microdose. We've come back. There are no movie reviews this time around, but I hear you have some a, a tidbit or two on the um, on the Dark Phoenix. What's going down there? Well, there's no movie review this week because I've been dealing with uh, the NBA Finals, and we're actually recording the microdose just like a day or two early. So I'm actually seeing Dark Phoenix tonight. Good Not time. necessarily looking forward to it, but it is uh, it's kind of a seminal moment. It's a closing moment, if you will, in the X Men's 14 run, 14 film run. Jeez. I saw a trailer where they recut it to have some more. It looked a lot more like Endgame in the later credits than the earlier, or I mean, the earlier trailers that I've seen. It was, I was like, oh, yeah, they had a whole kind of arc going that I didn't care about. I read a, a, a similar headline that didn't state it was Endgame, but that more changes were made to this movie that has been delayed three times now because it was very similar to a comic book movie that just came out. Hmm. That was the headline I read, and I was like, well, if they're not talking about Endgame, they're talking about Captain Marvel. They ain't talking <laughs> about Shazam. Uh, that would probably be way better if they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, has a score here. It is listing Dark Phoenix as the lowest entry in the X-Men saga. Oh, that uh, is It's coming in currently at 23%. That's coming in under X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was the fourth X-Men movie, which came out after X-Men The Last Stand in 2006. X-Men The Last Stand, which was also the Dark Phoenix saga, mm-hmm. it, uh, that came in at a uh, 57%. Wow. Um, by the way, that movie is so awful that when I bought my X-Men trilogy box set, I immediately threw away X3. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I have only seen that movie once. I uh, won't even stop if it's on FX or whatever. Like uh, the only way they could get to the island was using the Golden Gate Bridge (laughs) as a bridge. Did you know that? (laughs) Oh my! What the fuck was that? What were they even doing? Was that Brett Ratner? That was Brett Ratner. Ah, That was terrible. I remember they were in a camp. They was like, we got to go to the camp and it's made out of metal and it's underground and it might be outside of Seattle or something. Like, what the fuck are we watching? Mm. Sorry. Yeah, no, you not just a can't. good movie. Oh. Um, I just had like an allergic reaction to you mentioning that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked that out of my memory. Oh, I paid for that. Oh, I paid for that. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was not a good time at the theater. I remember that vividly. It was just, uh, and this was, this was also one of the first times we're still talking about X-Men The Last Stand where people were flipping out like, everybody got to stay, stay after the credits, stay after the credits, there's an end scene. Someone literally got a text from New York and they were flipping the fuck out in the theater. And we're like, all right, I guess we're going to hang out after the, uh, after the credits like this guy. All right. <laughs> like this guy. Now, the X-Men has never been a, a, a one-to-one adaptation. It has always taken liberties with details, be it just for artistic license or just because they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But it has also been inconsistent in its own timeline. It is Characters have been introduced twice. The previous movie, X-Men Apocalypse, Jean Grey actually already has the power of the Phoenix, so I don't know what we're going to get with this one, how she's getting the Phoenix power again. Yeah, I, it's a solar flare. I don't care at this. Who cares? Yeah. Ancient Egyptian magic. I, you know, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> I will be seeing Dark Phoenix tonight, X-Men 14. I'll be having a review for that tomorrow. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't feel like they can claim. I mean, there is a, you know, an X-Men cinematic universe, but at the same time, there haven't been threads moving through in the same way so i don't feel like you get to claim like this is it this is the culmination it's like could you stop please oh yeah yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been seeing those ads too like uh, is <laughs> fine. The, the end of the story like well this is the end game of the stop no <laughs> like a ref should blow a whistle and like wave that off like no <laughs> no it, that, no <laughs> i'm not gonna allow this we should absolutely do a microdose just on the x-men timeline we wouldn't be the first people to do it obviously but i think we would have fun just like you remember this you remember that you- oh my god i've turned off a few of them and just in disgust <laughs> like i can't with the what was it the apocalypse one i was Apoc- like this- x-men I was- apocalypse the first 90 minutes of that movie, that thing is swinging for the fences as the best comic book movie ever. Yeah. And I absolutely forget what happens, but like literally minute 91, it just. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on here? What am I watching? Why didn't you just, just, why don't you just snap your fingers, Apocalypse, and make the Quicksilver disappear? Like, that'd what? be great. No, they can't. I, they've spent so much money to say so little with this. Oh. Oh, anywho, gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> moving on. Let's, let's, couple... let's shake that off. Kai, I understand yeah. you have a game for us. I'm very excited to hear about. Please explain it to us. All right. Here, uh, it's called Pick a Pitch. Pick a Pitch. Hey, there's the theme music. Woo! Pick a Pitch. Here's how this works. I'm going to read you two different movie pitches. Okay. Same theme. 
But here's what you have to do. You have to pick one of these, right? You have to pick one. Okay. And you got to break it down for me. Give me a little analysis. Maybe tell me which one's stronger or which one's easier to get made. Or maybe which one might have more box office. But you just got to pick one that you are hypothetically going to take to a movie studio. All right? You got to pick one of these to be like, all right, between those two, I would say this one because X, Y, Z. All right? All right, all right, all right, all right, I'm ready. So what's our subject? All right, this week's theme, pregnancy. Oh my God. Exactly. I know, we're going off I'm the wall here. blushing a little bit here. Right? It's, yeah, it's not necessarily something the Kush has a direct expertise in, but in a cinematic sense, you're overqualified uh, <laughs> to break down what's working here. Okay, so pick a pitch. Idea number one, <clears throat> midwife crisis. Michael Chiklis is a middle-aged male. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's a great title. Midwife crisis. Michael Chiklis, he's a middle-aged, in-demand male midwife. They exist. Mm, okay. And he is having, this midwife is having a mid-life crisis. And he can't decide if he wants to remain in his workaday birthing world. Or or explore his true passion of being a debt collector for the mob. Ooh, okay. okay. Midwife crisis, Michael Chiklis. Okay, he's attached already. He's dead. That's it. That's in. That was idea one. Midwife crisis. Mm -hmm. Your alternative is <clears throat> the third trimester of Phineas Foot. Wow. Rowan Atkinson is a wizard who accidentally puts a baby in his own belly. And the only, <laughs> <laughs> the only one who can cure him is his former mentor that he has to find and make peace with before time runs out. Oh, my God. What are your thoughts here? Phineas Fitch, I think, will do fantastic in Eastern Europe and only in Eastern Europe and maybe several parts of Thailand and the Pacific Asian territories. Um, but I'm going to go with midwife crisis. All right. Now, you said Michael Chiklis is attached. We can't break that because I, I, uh, yeah. I, think, I think Zach Galifianakis. Oh. Be really good. But then you brought in the mob. You brought <laughs> yeah. in the mob stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think we might want to get Frank Grillo for this. Okay. Frank Grillo, he, he, you know him from uh, the Marvel movies. He was in, uh, he's, he's one of the evil S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Anyway. Gotcha. Because <clears throat> um, I see him as like, he, he's all kind and caring. And, and such, but he's got a dark side. You yes. know, he, he, <laughs> he, he loves, his talent is bringing life into the world, but his passion is ending it. Okay. Now, he's not trying to be a superhero or anything. No, he just... He, <laughs> He, what he someone does. someone owes a debt. He he's happy, more than happy to collect. He's got to break a thumb, and then he's got to you know this is a breach, baby. I gotta get. Him in there. This would be very experimental cinema. I think oh. like a, a Noe Gaspar mm -hmm. or um, oh, yeah. um oh no one from a major studio like not even a Guillermo <laughs> del Toro could could helm this but some, couldn't land this some, someone with a darker darker theme and what about that guy that did the lobster <laughs> yeah sure 
Yorgos Lanthimos. That guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even you bowl. Get you bowling on this. <laughs> oh man. Okay. He's not. He. Yeah. He's available. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going with midwife crisis. Going with midwife crisis. We're gonna sell this. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna attach. It'll be a uh, non-direct studio. Maybe it'll find its way to a streaming service. Yes. Oh, yes. That's, Amazon yeah, that's, Prime would love this. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that chickless doing those trailers. Like you have that that shot where he's like encouraging a woman, and then the baby's coming down, and he's covered with blood, and then you do the mirror image where she's just beating the shit out of a guy. Chickless should be should be one of the mafia uh, strongs. Uh, he's you know one of the mafia dons. He's one of the yeah. He'd but he'd make a good he'd make a good don. I was just gonna go for like who if you were a woman who who, who would it be upsetting would want you. <laughs> oh good stuff all right rowan uh i was trying to balance like who yeah they're, they're yeah rowan atkinson and michael Ch- they're, they're you know level of celebrity we're 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 on par there. yeah no no i i say take that take that to um take that to h-town take that to alibaba um but yeah, someone in the eastern european region uh, that would uh, it would sell out for months they would, they would go. Even, you know, even Turkish language film, like this would be fascinating. I feel like they'd get some Turkish. I think get some blowback in Turkey. Possibly, but it's, it's magic based. It's fine. It's fine, baby. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for Pick a Pitch. Come back next uh, for next Microdose when the theme will be cheese. Oh, okay. Indeed. I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. All right. Pick a pitch. Pick a pitch. Oh, all right. Excellent. Kai, you got on any to, stories for us? I do. On to some in the entertainment news. Hmm. Uh, I'm a little busy with basketball. So what's what's going on in the world these days? A show that's been recommended to me thrice, even more times over, uh, Chernobyl. Oh, um, I've been hearing a lot of things about Chernobyl. How I, manic and crazy is it? I have not seen it yet. It no. is on the list. But the thing that I'm going to note is that HBO's uh, miniseries, what is it, five, six episodes? It is now the all-time rankings leader on IMDb for a series of short series. Oh, wow. Uh, it's got a 9.7 out of 10 stars. Uh, I don't think I realized it was a miniseries, but I'm very glad to hear that. Can you imagine just like season three of Chernobyl? Yeah, like- Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, I don't care if they're going to get together. This is, this is terrible. Yeah, this would absolutely be the series that does we have the first Christmas after Chernobyl or oh whatever the first holiday is, you know, just yeah. time for the theme. Oh. Yeah. It goes until the wall comes down. Like, please, now, please, now. <laughs> mm. So 9.7, hmm, do you want to take a swing at the next, you know, or in the next, like, six slots, what's up there? Well, we're talking miniseries. So series, I Series also, general TV series also included. John Adams. Mm, which i didn't see but everybody seemed to love Mm -hmm. i like that one okay uh guessing that's not on there true detective but that actually did become like a series did also also not up there (laughs) okay i have to yeah i have to forfeit on this one i don't know all righty i know it, it, go the obvious route here. Uh, Breaking Bad is a, a 9.5 behind you. said miniseries. Breaking Bad. No, I said series and miniseries. Series and miniseries. Okay, well, then it was yeah, obviously Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. Yep, 9.3. The uh, Wire. Up Lost. There. The Wire. Of course, The Wire. Yep, Wire's up there. 
Uh, Lost is a little further down. Okay. Oh, um, um, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Hmm. Ooh, I'm not seeing that one on here. Interesting. But, uh, uh, going Better down. Call Saul. That one didn't also didn't make it. But you got your uh, Rick and Morty's, your Sopranos. Yeah, I know. Fuck people you. People love the shit out of that show. Uh Avatar The Last Airbender, the TV show, rated highly. Lots of lots of fans. And then Sherlock, people still go ape shit about Fargo. And then oh yeah, here it is. True Detective at nine. Hmm. Just straight nine. Wow, Death Note's still up there too. That is that is something. So good job, uh HBO. We will check that out and report back. Oh, uh other upsetting news. And I know, look. Big government is conspiring, or maybe just the studios, to trick Kush because he hasn't seen this on the big screen yet. It's not out, but uh, he won't believe it till it is. Bill and Ted Three, the Wild Stallions, mm-hmm. they have daughters. Oh God, uh, they're all grown up. Brigitte Lundy Payne and Samara Weaving, okay. uh, Atypical Glass Castle, Babysitter, Three Billboards. They have two daughters, which I wouldn't have brought this up because <laughs> I know it's not your super favorite topic, hmm. but in, in, in the fact that we don't even have Bill and Ted 3 out, which it could be, this could just be still massive conspiracy. Like they could just be crank calls. Is, is this like Argo where they're, they're, they're really in like Canada trying to break out some uh, U.S. refugees or something? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're in the Valley in California. There's some heist. They're just going to rob a bank or something. We don't know exactly <laughs> what's going down, but this heist has a great PR department. <laughs> They've got a great media point person that is just setting up Twitter pages, contacting William Morris Endeavor. Like people are going to meetings with like actors. You know what I mean? This is the, this is the sequel to Ocean's Eight. Yeah, people are posing like there's a big thing going on. Yeah, but it's it's all just a setup. Like if they go into the room back there, like there's nothing there. I love um, this so much more than the actual movie itself. <laughs> that would be great. But the reason I bring this up where it's like, no, they've got two daughters. Dude, they're they're at least prepping for... No, no, this can, the Bill and Ted thing can go on because mm. they have daughters now to pick up the wild stallionesses or whatever the fuck you want. I mean... That's that's what this is. That's what the and if you look at their, if you look at the photos, like uh, I think we uh, Samara Weaving. That has to be Hugo Weaving's daughter. Nobody has cheekbones like that. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but if you look at them together, it's like wow. This is they're well contrasted, and it's like oh no, this is they were picked to carry the legacy. So we're I mean we already have um, a Bill and Ted MC cinematic universe but they're gonna expand it well nothing <laughs> nothing dies nothing yeah nothing dies everything's everything can happen at any time for whatever reason mm-hmm. oh good stuff uh moving on uh, the dc universe has already canceled swamp thing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sorry sorry swampy just head on back sorry bye <laughs> that was definitely a, what were you thinking you've you've done this like You've surprisingly done this twice o- over already, and it hasn't worked either time. So, yeah, there used to I, be a Swamp Thing TV series on USA. Actually, it went. I, w- I think at least went two years. Yeah. Did you ever? There was a a storyline where Swamp Thing. I think it was the uh, Alan. What's his face? He did Watchmen and V. Alan, uh, Alan Moore. He his series for Swamp Thing. It went. He was able to figure out how to commune with the swamp and all the life in it yeah. and it gave him extra powers and then he went back in time 
And the culmination of that is he goes far back enough in time to meet Jesus. But they, the, the, the comic, the execs were like, yeah, we're not going to run this. So they just completely changed the ending. And then the story kind of didn't make any sense. As Swamp Thing will happen. Yeah, poor Swamp Thing. He's mi- yeah, but it fits him. He's misunderstood. So it fits exactly with who he is. So sorry Swamp again. Run amok. Swamp Thing is run amok. Ooh, new interesting thing here. This is where, like courting social media influencers, conglomerates now lead the battle for the best creators out there, which is why J.J. Abrams is being courted by both Warner Media and Apple for their their content world. They're both trying to lock him up with a deal. And word is that it's north of $500 million for Bad Robot Services, which is impressive. you, JJ. Get those checks. Keep uh, keep on working and being, JJ. You can make it it happen. Speaking of other uh, ridiculously rich people, or uh, from an imaginary standpoint, um, do you read about this? Uh, Robert Downey Jr., he's launching a climate change coalition. He's going to use, like, nanotechnology. He's got a 10-year plan. I saw the headline, didn't read the article, but how very Tony Stark of him. He looks, he gave a... Not the first to make that reference either. No, he gave, but he gave a very, it was not on accident. He gave a super Tony Stark-esque presentation about it. I'm like, yeah, no, this, this is perfect. Like, I would like all the other superheroes. Momoa, could you head up, like, a C, you know, like, fix the C organization? Everyone should do this. This is Dr. a great. Mark is very political with his tweets as well. So I wish he would do more than tweet. That would be great. But uh, he's, yeah. he's actually involved in a couple of organizations. Uh, Good. Start where you are. Uh, but I like that as a as a trend. Yeah. Put those together. Be be real superheroes. That's that's awesome. We uh, we I, I applaud I applaud that. <laughs> Uh, so go RDJ. Yeah, that's I, a good note to end on. Superheroes, be real superheroes. That is the best transformation. Yeah, from no heart to arc reactor to actually trying to make a difference. That is some good shit. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, visit us on the web. Do the thing. Send us some uh, encouragement or hate mail. Maybe a, a picture of your shoulder or penis. I don't know, but uh, somebody will check those. More anyway. shoulders than penises, please. That's the quote of the episode. Yeah. Rock on, Kush. Rock on, Kak. Kush and Kai. Twice a month, the Kahuna Kids come together to talk movies. Kush and Kai. If it's fantastical, controversial, or just stupid fun, Kush and Kai talk about it in detail. Subscribe and review on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Kushandkai.com, part of the Bosley.net. The Bosley.net. Sit, Bosley, sit. More anyway, shoulders than penises, please. That's the quote of the episode.